Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Good evening, RJ. Uh, Hello, my man. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's hard to believe that we are already three weekends, actually four weekends. One is done. It's done. Yeah. 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 Time flies, man. It and it also makes me realize how how close we're really getting to having them in North America. I, they're very close. It's three months from now they'll be here, and it feels me makes me feel kind of unprepared for all the things I that I have in my I head know. that I would like to do and the things that yeah you know we realistically can do. I know we were we were talking about a few things and and it's like okay well we really and at first I was like oh we still got plenty of time and I was like no actually if we're gonna do it we kind of got to do yeah. it you know yeah we got to get <laughs> get on it now yeah but uh, so actually one of the things I I, I want to do is um you know and I guess I'll say this now but I'll say it again in the future but if you're gonna be there like find us on on Instagram or 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 Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it let us know uh just yeah. Just, or if you see us, like you know, say hi. We'll we'll have some identification on us that you'll know who we are. But um, maybe we can do you know. uh, like our penalty loop logo as a banner across the finish line. Yeah, I think so. That they yeah, have I, to go through. We could, we could sponsor that. Yeah, that we can be a do problem. it at least once. We may not be able to. Uh, and the rest <laughs> of the, of the we'll world wait for the, we'll we'll wait for the last the race. Final race. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually I was thinking something a little less dramatic. You know, just some some like. Uh, brightly colored jackets with our logo on it and then people would oh, just say oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's those idiots yeah <laughs> uh what'd you so, think of um, Lanzahide? uh it was gorgeous um it was it looked exhausting um and i had no feel for the weather so this is something i kept going back to and and we'll get back to actual the location in a minute but i had my i had the weather report i you know i had it all saved before the weekend and it said it was supposed to be a little bit below freezing every day except for today. And I got to be honest, like it snowed on on Thursday and looked a little bit chilly. And every day after that, it looked quite balmy. And today, today even looked just downright warm, you know, and sunny. It looked like a nice, uh, a, a nice, a nice day out there. But overall, uh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, the the course looked kind of different than, than anything else. I like that it seemed very challenging and technical mm. oh yeah um yeah yeah it was i enjoyed having a sort of a fresh fresh view on the yeah we're talking a lot about um altitude mm-hmm. but it's what two thousand meters above sea level is that about it i don't even think it's that i thought it was like right. 1700 oh okay yeah because I, I don't so, know like it our, our two English friends that do the commentary, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I, I won't start a whole uh, rant about that, but um, they were talking at some point about how altitude explained everything that was going on with the bat shooting in some mm-hmm. of the races and, and how uh, Justine Brejaboucher was not effective because she grew up in a place that is um, of which the name starts with Oat, which must be height, according to mm-hmm. them. So then she grew up at height, so she was used to it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I was just curious because it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's a bit 
higher than what they uh, have been at so far. But so I can't imagine was, Austria being uh, sea level. Uh, yeah, so Austria was 400 meters lower. Right. Which is substantial, but, but not a gigantic amount. Could be that maybe you just hit a certain barrier that where altitude really impacts, but yeah, I don't know. So could also, you know, I was thinking about that too. Um, it might, I was thinking there was, there seemed to be more, more climbing, especially most of the time on the first half of the, the laps. Um, Hmm. and maybe that's what they meant by altitude. They were just using poor language, but, um, me, it seemed like it was a lot of, it was a, it was a, as, as Hartbeck said back when we interviewed him, like it was, there's a lot of climbing. And I think it also was the fact that it was the third weekend or the third week. So mm. I think it was, it was coming at the end of the trimester. I think a lot of people were getting a little tired and you could, you could yeah, see it. And, and again, we, we talked about this before, but the impact of sickness, mm-hmm. COVID, flu, whatever yeah. is going around, but uh, starting doesn't mean they're 100%, right? So. No, exactly right. And so a good example of that, and, and we probably won't talk about her too much this weekend because she only raced the one race, but Jean Monod, uh mm. raced the mass start today. And, and I think she went clean in the first shooting. And uh, so she was in one of the, she was one of the first athletes off the range. And it was like, she was in, in, in second gear when everybody else was in fourth, like she, everybody, she was just going backwards and you yeah. could just tell, I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't at her, at her peak. So, um, you know, we'll of course give her a pass on that. She was out there competing, but yeah. So I think especially in 14th row, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And only, only one miss. Yeah. Cause that's, Which I think 14th you know, another one indicator miss is, of... Yeah. 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 So I think it's, it's been, no, it's been what tough... I liked is, um, it's, uh, the crowd was, well, cheering for a lot, but it, it seemed like there was a lot of French support, even more than, oh, yeah. uh, German yeah. and Norwegian support, yeah. which, you know, location wise is, is, uh, an explanation for having more support, uh, than Norway, but Germany is obviously just a, mm-hmm. right there across the border to the other side from France. So, um, yeah. I was actually going to say something about the crowd. I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. There, there weren't a ton there on Friday when I watched, but I thought that the crowd was very supportive and, uh, yeah. and, and they, they all genuinely just seemed happy to be there and watching biathlon. So, right. you know, if you were out there, like way to go, you guys showed well. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love, uh, hearing the announcers in the background with the Swedish or Swedish, Swiss, German language. It's just such a funny uh-huh. language to listen to. I find um also speaking of the crowd uh probably what the most famous swiss athlete swiss athlete uh, roger federer made an appearance so that was kind of cool yeah um you know yeah, they right made a lot out him. of uh, uh taria bow being completely overwhelmed by by seeing him <laughs> i don't blame him you know so uh but i think it's funny that that somebody who we would consider to be at you know the the, the top the forefront of his sport is overwhelmed by seeing, you know, somebody who's. You know, well, it made me think of, of uh, how you can still tell the difference between um, the top athletes in a, is it Mondial sport? Like a mm-hmm. worldwide mm-hmm. acknowledged and appreciated sport um, versus maybe a bit of a niche sport, like super yeah. popular in some countries, but half the world doesn't even know what it is. And then, you know, salary-wise and that kind of thing. I mean, I don't think Taribo has any uh, issues with surviving financially, but compared to uh, Federer, it might be 
Yeah, Federer was for a long <laughs> time lot. there. Yeah, one of the one of the wealthiest, or like he was making the most money per year. So yeah, well, that's probably just from tennis, not even the sponsorships. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was it was neat that actually uh, that I like the uh, yeah the environment. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, atmosphere. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So uh put that on my list. We'll we'll oh god, if I could if I could make it happen, be there next year. But uh yeah. we'll see. And to my to my uh very positive uh surprise when I watched the replay of the women's race mm-hmm. uh of the mass start this morning, there was no commentary at all, which was wonderful. <laughs> Um, but you could also hear the stadium announcer oh, pretty cool. much throughout the race yeah, with the echoing in the valley. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they had some, some speakers along the course that you could still hear it, but it was, it was creepy in a way because yeah. you could hear they were leaving the stadium and it got quieter, but then every now and then you heard the echo around them. Oh, that's was it? Neat. Did you watch the, the race live? And the commentators were there. Yep. Huh. Yeah. But then I watched, uh. Like Man's mass start replay and it's back to normal. So yeah, <laughs> these guys. Um, you know, like I, I always try to say, I'm, I, w- I don't want to be too hard on these guys because I, I'm not no. saying that I can. They're do a super knowledgeable, job. and it's a, yeah. it's a tough job for sure. Yeah, but every now and then they say something. And I'm just like, come on, like, uh, but anyway. Yeah. Well, the highlight was still. I don't know if you remember during the Olympics where you said the best way mm-hmm. to cut a turn is is to go straight. Mm-hmm. Go straight. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that will always be hard be to uh, improve. But yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, one last thing before I before you know while we're on this general topic, I thought that they did, and maybe I just haven't been as noticing it as much the first couple of weeks. But they did a, an interesting job with some drone shots or some like above shots mm. that I thought was pretty cool. So yeah, um, yeah, I've been waiting for this. You know, I thought you know when they did it at the Olympics, and obviously the Olympics bigger budget for for production, but um, hoping to to see some more of this going forward. Well, a camera IBU cup. They followed yeah, that the, was right. the race, yeah. the race leader with the drone the whole time. Yeah. I really hope they bring that back. Cause it was a really great oh, way man. to sort of yeah. see what was going on. Especially for this type of race. So you can really see the gap, right? You can see like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, like as sometimes with the, uh, the aperture on the lens, you know, when it's a head on shot, you can't tell like somebody looks like they're right behind them and there's actually a huge gap. Oh, but, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. You see the overhead shot and you're like, Ooh, that's a, uh, that's a space mm-hmm. there. Um, I, and, and one thing I wrote down, uh, we haven't really brought this up, but you know that, um, in French, I, th- I think you call a, a newborn a baby, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, could also be the letters B. So BB for Justine Breja Boucher and Bye Bye Bandica. Uh, yes. Hey, hey, uh, before, before we get into the, the world cup, did you see Bye Bye this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She good. had, uh, 19... Seven and seventeen, and yeah. some good shooting, and then the last one was uh, in that that seventh forget. place. Wasn't the seventh place like she was? She just missed the flower ceremony by like like a second. Yeah, it close. Was, I yeah, think so yeah, really yeah. close. So, um, yeah, awesome to pretty cool. see her back in action. Yeah, maybe maybe I mean, being a mom gives these women superpowers. So Baby I guess power, man. Yeah, that's the 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 natural transition right into uh, to our. But it is I mean, astonishing. Like I don't know if it's a mental thing you know like oh man if i can give birth to a baby then what, yeah. what's a biathlon what the race? Hell? yeah or if it just gives them a lot of strength like mm-hmm. i've heard in other sports that that uh women are particularly strong after giving birth mm-hmm. but i don't know i 
hats off, man. Uh, yeah. So to, to all so athletes, but we, especially, I feel particularly like this weekend has been coming for me for a long time because I'm not good with lots of names, but this name in particular. So, so Justine <laughs> Braze Braze Boucher. No. I'm gonna let you Braze. say Braze. Braze. Whatever. No, no. Uh, Braze. <laughs> Braze. It's like Boucher. You can say Yeehaw. Braze. 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 I can't say Yeehaw. That's and then Boucher. <laughs> Boucher. So JBB. Um, is uh she was just unreal this weekend um, yeah so uh yeah she looked like in the sprint race that like nobody was gonna touch her and then i was like oh, that's cool you know that's amazing she came back she was she had a baby and now she won and then she won again and then she <laughs> won again <laughs> and it wasn't even uh there's always doubt but it, she seemed very in control yeah yeah, it was and pretty not amazing. Stressed out, and no. So I commented Does on this. Did... Sorry, go ahead. A dozen times this weekend, but what what kept getting me more than any, more than the racing, more than anything else, and, and just look at if you get a chance, like the look, go back, like the 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 look that she had on the the podiums, and you could even see it during the racing. It was just like this totally serene, like at peace, like I know happy person. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, like she just looks like I'm good. You know, I saw I'm her happy. interview today after the mass start and she was yeah. also, uh, you know, just a glow on her face of happiness. And she yeah. said she was actually, uh, she had joked to someone, I don't know if it was another athlete or not, but that she wanted to go home in the yellow bib for Christmas. Well, did she and do it? She I mean, like, and now yeah. I'm actually doing it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, crazy. it was and and to be fair, she actually had to win like every race, right? To get, to get into, yeah. into yellow and she did it. It's just like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much comfort she had. If she even knew the course coming into it. I, I heard somebody comment that like the particular setup was good for her stride for, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term that, you know, she's got a little bit of a longer, um, you know, stride, but I, I don't, I don't know about that. All I know is that she just looked incredible. Yeah. As good as I've seen anybody looking at any particular weekend over the last couple of seasons, she mm. completely comfortable on the range on the, on the course. She kind of knew that like she could do whatever she needed to do. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a perfect biathlon weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh and she, lo- she made others look uh, slower than they were. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, she was, this is the crazy thing. I actually just wrote this down this season. Would you believe that she has never actually been the fastest in a race? Well, yeah. If you say it like this, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but she, it's, she must be close to the top though. Yeah. Right? I mean, she's been second, fifth, third, fourth, second, second, fourth. And of course, fourth today in the mass start when she yeah. had what, like an 18 second lead or something. Always, yeah. She was yeah. not not going full bore. I mean, cause Elvira, Elvira is amazing, but Elvira made up 20 seconds on her in the last lap. Right. I don't think that's because Elvira was, was like going super speed. I think part of that's just because mm-hmm. JBB, which I'm going to stick with now, <laughs> uh, you know, shut it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh... Do you know, and I don't know this, I was just thinking about this and I should have looked it up the last time a woman won all three races in a weekend. I'm sure that JT Bo's done it recently, so that would be the easy one for a man. But 
Well, I'm guessing Simon last year. Do you think she did it? I don't. I don't. I, I don't remember know. specifically, yeah. but with the uh, the season she had, and and I'm guessing Cuba Femme the season before. Yeah, that's probably true. Those. Yeah. But I think the the other thing, the and maybe we this is the last thing because there's only so much you can say about somebody who is perfect. But um, you know, it was amazing. She wasn't the fastest all weekend, and then she didn't even shoot. I mean, she shot. 100% today. She shot 100% in the sprint, but in the master, I mean, in the pursuit, excuse me, she had three misses. So it's not like she was right. just perfect on the range, right? She definitely gave people opportunities, at least on that race. But yeah, that's, yeah, uh, it was, it's... it was incredible. Uh, I, I, I loved the way she looked from an athletic perspective, just from a, just totally at peace with the world perspective. So mm-hmm. I, I, that might be my favorite thing I see all week, all, all season. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool to watch. Um, I quickly went through the records, and it looks like um, QFM had in Rupolding Sprint of Pursuit won both races, mm-hmm. and Contiolati, and then the next one in Autope. But so not a three race weekend. Yeah, but well, I mean. JT had to do it at some point last year, right? Because he won like 19 races in a row. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, 19 is an exaggeration, but not by much. <laughs> 90. Did yeah. you say 90? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, he, I guess he's the other big guy from, or the big athlete from the from the weekend, right? Uh, he's yeah. sort of, it, it was um, the, the, the women's overall, and we'll talk about this more. We're going to do a, a, a first trimester recap, but the, the women's overall is, is pretty bunched. Uh, mm-hmm. The men was pretty bunched because JT didn't start out like JT, but uh, he's won three of the last four races, and I think he's starting to get and back today to... today was just... Um, yeah. He seemed to struggle a little bit in the fourth... No, sorry. The, the, the final lap before the last shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah to catch up with the group like it didn't yeah. seem as easy but i mean he still did it and then to he shoot still did clean it. yeah yeah but i think that's his 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 power is that final standing shooting mm-hmm. even when he's like completely out of breath like everybody else but mm-hmm. he i don't know seems like he's just so confident that he'll he'll nail it you know what's it's, interesting is that two seasons ago i wouldn't have said that no. um Right, I, it, it seemed like the, the there was a couple of seasons there where he didn't look as confident on the final shooting, but like mm-hmm. well, the does, speed too. Yeah, it's like Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm actually trying to look it up what he did today, but it was something ridiculous for the oh shooting speed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know that the two French were. Because I did look that up. They were actually super fast today. Um, uh, so it was for the standing shootings, 21.9, 21.7. And uh, see, that's, that's it's not even as fast. When you as look at it in perspective, it, it felt faster. Jacqueline, 17.2. Yeah, it, it felt it felt faster in the moment, right? Because yeah. he just came in there and just bam, 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 bam. And yeah. Yeah, that, that flow is just incredible to see that. Yeah, 
he gets into it. Did you see, speaking of, of final shootings, the pursuit race? So he and Lagrid are, are right next to each other. And uh, they were actually shooting. It looked like they were shooting like in sync. Like the like oh. they were actually like pulling the trigger in sync for the last three for the last three shots, and they both were like it was hit 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 hit, and then they get you know the last one obviously JT hits it and Lagrid didn't, and it yeah. was like but it was like they were they were pulling it was really cool. Um, so I I loved that, and I've always thought that you would be influenced by what's around you, but yeah, now that I shoot have shot myself yeah. uh, for you know a couple of years, you you don't even hear it. Yeah. Like you hear it, but oh, it man. doesn't, you yeah. hear it so many times. And I mean, they, they, you know, take thousands of shots yeah. tied between two other people that are shooting. So it's just a normal sound. And yeah, it was, yeah, that was, that was one of those moments that sort of had my, yeah. uh, gave me the goosebumps because it was, it's what yeah, you want to see, cool. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a pursuit race coming down to, coming down to that. So, um, but anyway, I sure. mean, he's won, won three of the last four and, and, and mm-hmm. he's, I would say the the strong betting favorite at this point to carry yellow yeah. all the way through. Should I just we get hope... the elephant out of the room and talk a well, little bit about uh, Emilien Jacquelin? Yeah, it's exactly. So I said before we started recording, I said there's one topic that I really want to I want to hear your thoughts on. This was it. I'm going to give you the same answer as all these previous years. Yeah, I I just don't know, like. Yeah, it's, you know, going all out right from the start. If you can can keep it up, then great. But just usually doesn't seem to work out that way for him. And it's, uh, I don't know. it. And I say it with all respect, but it's getting to a point where it's almost like he's kind of starting to make a, himself look like a fool. Yeah. For, yeah. you know, continuously repeating exactly the same tr- strategy in it and so i don't know if he just hopes that maybe one day it will work and then he can you know it did work for everybody off but one time two was it two years when canton fiume when he won the overall that year there was one Mm -hmm. bad start where jack lane went to the front and that was he or maybe as a pursuit whatever he he went to the front and ran away with it but it was like a minute and a half into the race and i was like oh here we go you know, because mm-hmm. you could, he, he started what in bid like seven or eight and just went straight to the front. And I was like, okay, you know, he's going to do his thing. I he know. he cleaned the first shooting and just went blazing away on the second lap. I was like, and I never, yeah. and I was like, well, he's got like 18, 20 second lead, but I never really considered him to be in the lead because I was like, well, he's going to blow up at some point. Like it's just inevitable. Um, yeah. And I don't like, I I just really wonder is that something that they actually decide okay let's just do this or we had this one guy so when I ran cross country in school we had this one guy and and I I distinctly remember this the our coach talking about you know in this course you know like how we were going to how we were going to run our race and and uh, he goes you know the the first I think it was like the first 750 meter it was some it was a huge mountain maybe not it wasn't mm. quite a kilometer but it was like almost straight and flat and he goes, you're going to want to just like go flying. He's like, don't do mm. it. Right. Cause you're just going to burn yourself out. And then you, you took this hill, you took this curve and then there was a hill. Anyway, there's just one kid and I'll never, like he just, there he went. Right. And it was like, and of course, like, you know, a mile into the race or, you know, he's, he's yeah. fading, he's huffing and puffing. Cause he just blew himself out. And I wonder like, does, did they coaches talk about something 
and it just goes in one ear and out the other, and he goes, and he just he gets. Or they hear it and just can't help themselves. Oh, that's what I say. He gets on the line, and it all comes back, you know, and just like yeah. this is what I got to do. Yeah, what, I, don't what know. I thought was interesting was that his blow up this time wasn't even. It wasn't like he got to the range and had three misses. It was like in the middle of the third lap or the second. Was mm-hmm. the third lap? Right, he was in the yeah, middle of the third I, lap, and it was like he just like threw in the towel. Yeah, yeah, and I because he's done that before too. So yeah. I was like, oh, is he? I, I don't. To me, it's like okay. Well, I think he's got enough evidence that this is not the best strategy for him, mm-hmm. unless he feels that if he does it any other way, he he. He, there's no way he can succeed. I just, I don't know. Like the coaches think, must be super frustrated. Pulling their hair out. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at like the individual lap times. He was at the, at the top in the first and the second lap, he, you know, got a bit of distance. And then the third lap, he was way slower than yeah, Jordan I mean. field. It was like the fourth lap. He was almost one of the slowest. So I don't know, again, if that was just like giving up or if he just burned up all his energy. I don't know either. Either way, wow. like it's dumb, right? You could, he's got a, He's not new with this. And, well, yeah, like exactly. you said, he's done it so many times. Yeah. And I just wonder like. Yeah. And, and I, I guess what this usually I think it I when I see it, it happens like he has a bad shooting and then just sort of. Mm-hmm. It, it like you can see him just like ugh, like his his shoulders droop, but this time it was like it was like you said it was in the middle he was going along and it was in the middle of that third lap and it was like it was like he just burned up everything already. It's like how do you not yeah. unless like there is some medical condition that we just don't know about, right? How mm-hmm. do you not know your body that well that you can't I don't know pace yourself better? I, that's just yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's oh. a fascinating athlete, right? And he's entertaining. Because he's going to do something yeah. crazy, right? Oh, but I love watching him, but yeah, it's... He's got a, so much talent. Yeah. He's got as much talent as almost anybody, right? But just can't seem to harness it. And it makes me sad. Mm, yeah. because I that want to. I, I would like to see it all come together. Oh, totally. But. Um, the other thing, sicknesses... You said Jean Monod, uh was there for the third race, but mm-hmm. not for the other ones. Uh, Veer was obviously absent. Um, yeah. oh, today, I actually, I, I I was chatting with you earlier that I missed the news about uh, Sturlaholm Lagrite going after the cook <laughs> in the hotel. But uh, I thought he was sick, but I guess he wasn't. But um, can we can we yeah, go back to that so, in a minute? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. No, we're continuing. I'm what sorry. are other big uh, absentees? Um, Hauser was sick. At this point, I don't know if I would consider that big. She just hasn't been performing that well mm. this year. I mean, that makes me sad, but yeah, um, she hasn't been. Um, uh, Samuelson. You no, know, the Canadian Samuelson. women. Oh, when, Samuelson, of course. And, yeah, uh, Marta Krogstad, Johansson, Hannah Kabinger still isn't out. Alyssa Gasparin. Uh, and Roman Reese, those are the big ones. Hmm. But yeah. and Emma Lunder on the Emma women's Lunder, side. Yep, yeah. yeah it's just been. I, been Emma Lunder's been sick almost the entire yeah. trimester, hasn't she? Most of it, yeah. Um, Veer, I'm happy because Veer has been sick since before the racing even started, and 
Mm-hmm. She just looked rough. I'm glad that she finally decided to go home. Um, yeah. And just get better. But I hope that, look, it was a bad, a bad month for health. I just, I hope these guys, we can come back in January and people are going to get sick, but hopefully not like it has been. It's just been taken out yeah, a I'm lot just, of people. Every time I see uh, Preutz's name on the list, I'm just happy for her. Yeah. Oh, she, uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll save. I've got a cool stat for you, but I'll save it for, uh, I'll save it for our next pod. Um, so, uh, talking about our, our Norwegian, uh, shooting adventures. So we had, we had two, really two really interesting things happen with the Norwegians and, and disqualifications or, or lack thereof. So, um, I, I think you, you, you as a, somebody who has shot before, can you actually talk about Stromsheim and what he did? Well, so I think what he did was illegal, period. Yeah, yeah. Because um, interestingly, I could not find it very clearly written out specifically saying that no one, absolutely no one should reach over the fire line at any mm-hmm. time during a competition. Because that is a rule as far as I know, or just like maybe an unwritten law, but that is... Because I don't know if you remember Auf Schalke where, where somebody dropped a magazine and then mm-hmm. um, one of the officials leaned over and even that was not according to the rules. Mm-hmm. So for him to um, not only lean over but also take his skis off, yeah, that was smart in the sense that if he would try to lean over with his skis on, he would probably impede other athletes with, with his ski tips. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was able to reach further, but it's a big, big, big no, no. Um, but it says here, eight, three, two point one, no removal of skis, removing one or both skis while shooting. And of course you can debate what is actually shooting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Including yeah, trading zeroing yeah. is prohibited and placing any kind of object under skis is also, but I mean, when, when you're on the shooting mat, yeah. Are you shooting? Sure. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't actually shooting. Because shooting but, time. Sure, yeah. Um, then it says something about, um, you know, when you drop a magazine, you cannot re- replace it by a different one. Um, it can be replaced if a magazine is lost or proves to be defective before the first shot is fired. So he dropped it before the first shot. Is that right? Yes, yep. Then it may be, may be replaced by another magazine provided no life round remains in the chamber of the rifle. Um, let's see here. The rifle, rifle muzzle, so the end of the barrel, must be over the forward edge of the shooting ramp, the firing line, from the beginning to the end of the shooting bout. And then there's some other stuff. And then when the range is open for shooting, no one is permitted to be forward of that line. So again, it's pretty clear. Yeah. What I thought was funny is that it says TV crew members and photographers must take responsibility for their own safety if they enter this area. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But um, then it also highlights at all times competitors will be responsible for the safety of their actions and rifles. This is all under 851 under shooting regulations. Um, And it's even to the point... And I remember this because my coach told me, because I broke that rule, 852, when moving from one shooting lane to another. So, for example, if you are designated lane four and you end up passing it and going to lane three, and you're like, oh, you know, you start loading up, rifling, and then you're like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong lane. 
You can actually <laughs> go back, but you have to move from one shooting lane to another uh, by first unloading the rifle. So take mm -hmm. the magazine out, make sure that there's no um, bullet in it. And place the rifle on your back in a normal carrying position with both arms in the rifle carrying harness. Then you scoot back and then you unload as, or sorry, uh, yeah, take it off and, and uh, get settled. And then I'm going to go on here for a little bit. 861, misfires and lost rounds. Competitors may obtain replacement rounds or magazine from a range official by raising a hand and loudly saying ammunition and the name of their national federation. So as far as I know, when he dropped it, he should have raised his hand and yelled ammunition Norway, Norian, mm -hmm. and then he would have gotten one. There was also, I didn't really specifically say this, but it sounds like because no other nation made a protest mm -hmm. that maybe that's why they accepted it. Um, hmm. I thought it was funny that if you do a protest with the IBO protest form, you have to pay a $100 fee <laughs> in, the, in the currency of the host national federation. If uh. the protest is upheld, you, it, you will be refunded. <laughs> if not, then the sum will go to the IBU. You know, I kind of wonder: was this, was this, did that go into effect because some nation was just filing protests left and right, and they're like, "No, stop it! You, we're going to start, yeah, maybe. We're start charging." Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's, um, yeah, it, it seems to me that it all leads to me like it was clear. a very clear, yeah, and and I, you know, on the one hand, I I applaud and respect that. You know, okay, no damage was done. He didn't have an advantage of it. Let's just play on. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would say shooting safety is probably the most um, important part of the whole biathlon sport. Yeah. So I think just to make a statement, I personally think he should have been disqualified as, as bad as I would feel for him. Because yeah. there's also, um, there's some, some, uh, talking about um, disciplinary measures. And one of the big things in there is that people can be handed out penalties for endangering or impairing the reputation of the IBU within the framework of events and competitions. And to me, this is, yeah, you know, you're, you're kind of making the IBU look bad yeah. if you just let it go. So I, I'm, I'm really surprised. Like I was actually during the race, wondering why he was still racing because I was 100% sure they would be taking him out. Yeah. So like, like, why, I, why is he trying? And I definitely want to separate how we feel about his race and him as a person, right? Oh, from, absolutely. Right, yeah. Totally. Then from this, because I, I, I agree with you. Like when I saw it, I was like, shouldn't they just, I mean, I just, I was, I, I, I delayed even posting anything about it because I was kept thinking like, they're going to, they're going to disqualify him, right? Like that, yeah, mm -hmm. it just doesn't, it just seems on its face. Like even if you just take the thousand foot view, like if you move yourself across the line, like that should just be illegal. Right. I mean, that just right. like, I, regardless of anything else, like that just seems that like just something right that, there. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. So, uh, I, I'm happy for him because that was an amazing race for him, but yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it feels like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that complicated. <laughs> like it's yeah. the kind of thing where no no nation should have to file a protest, right? It should just it should just happen, right? But so, I think there was one 
event last year too, where somebody broke a rule. I think that was actually with um, <laughs> taking a magazine out and back in or something. I, I do don't... you remember? Was it last year or the year before? The Belgian team, I can't remember who it was. Um, was uh, <laughs> he had snow in the snow in the barrel? Right? Was oh, wasn't he like stomping something? Yes, or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like slamming away at it. I was like, oh my god, he's like looking down the barrel. It's like this is this is a disaster. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> yeah. no, and I was I was trying to see if I could find anything uh, for a Stroloma right? The only yeah, so a general rule. 811. All shooting during training and competition must must take place at the shooting range. So I don't know if that extends <laughs> to the hotel. But uh and then of course again the endangering or impairing the reputation of the IBU, right? So yeah. Yeah, for whoever missed an, it, he and while we were talking. Oh sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he he was supposed to be practicing dry firing and he well, he fired a shot. So um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as it turns out, that's not supposed to happen. And, and actually, RJ raised a good point. Is like, it won't, like, is there a legal problem, right, for firing a bullet like in the hotel? Like, obviously, there was no harm intended, but still, yeah. just charging a weapon inside a inside a public space is probably yeah. illegal. Um, one other thing we brought up a couple of weeks ago the the cold in I think it was Ostersund, mm-hmm. where I thought they. Uh, decrease the acceptable temperature to minus 18 but it's actually if it's uh, rule 6.6.2 if it's colder than minus 15 wind chill and humidity must be considered before starting mm. and during the competition okay so it's it's kind of you know after so, or colder than minus 15 then they'll start looking into you know, how does it affect so uh, the does canmore get hit with more wind is the wind chill just lower I'm just wondering what oh, the difference was. Oh, it could also was. be minus 20 when there's no wind at all. Yeah. Ugh. Like that's, but yeah, yeah, it can be, the wind chill can be like minus 10 difference. Yeah. Okay. So it could be, I guess, if the official temperature is minus 14 and it could feel like minus 24, but they could still race because they don't really look into it until minus 15. But I don't think, I think there's probably some leeway with that rule. Mm-hmm. And then while I was digging through all the rules, I, I want to just throw this in there too. Because it's always, I've wondered about it. So 713, wrong course section. So you're actually not allowed in the opposite direction uh, of the course. Or sorry, no, there is a, a there is a rule that you cannot do that. But there is a um, exemption 713 that says, if it's going the wrong section in the wrong sequence, they must return to the point where they made the wrong turn along the part of the course where they have skied in error. And they may have to ski against the correct ski direction and will be fully responsible for ensuring that they do not obstruct or endanger other competitors. There will be no penalty for having committed the error as long as no other competitors have been impeded. So what made you think about that? We, well, we've seen it, I think, Olympics, uh, QFM. Oh, yes, when he went down there. Where he, he <laughs> yeah. wanted to do another lap and realized it. And yeah. because the finish line was parallel to the track, yeah, you'd be like, well, why can't you just, you know, cross the barrier and, and sure, finish? Yeah. And, well, he, and, and to his credit, he did, but no, he did go yeah, backwards. No, I, yeah, they yeah. know the rules, right? So yeah, yeah. No, um, that was anyway. That was my I endeavor totally into the, the rules of the IBU, <laughs> and uh, it's happened before. It's, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, while we're while we're mentioning these guys, so uh, Lagred actually had a before he uh, before he <laughs> he was banned for a race. He had a he had a pretty good weekend. He did, yeah. yeah. Even so, though he uh, still doesn't look very good on the skis. Oh, he looks terrible. 
So, uh, yeah. but his last four races, second, fourth, fourth, third, and uh, he looks he looks just awful on the skis. The difference is mm-hmm. he's shooting like Sterlaholm Lagrade again. Lagrade again, yeah. and it and it makes a difference. Is he so? He's banned just for today's race. I, I think it was just today's race. Yeah, and you and I think I. Uh, text you this, but you don't know who banned them, right? If it was the IBU or the Norwegian nope. uh, Federation. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, so hopefully he's able to find something. But he's starting to look more like himself. Uh, but mm-hmm. not really. Just the just the Skiing shooting part. Just not yeah. there, right? Skiing no. just doesn't look good at all. And then uh, Stromshine, I'm actually really excited about um, because we've talked for so long about how not only does Norway have so much depth, but also because their like their world cup team was doing so well that it's just really hard to break into it. And he got his bib only because he won the IBU cup. So he, he earned it in the hardest way possible or, you know, wins the IBU cup. So he gets, he gets the chance and he's really sort of made it impossible to send him back. Right. Cause he just, I don't know if I can call, Winning the IBU Cup, if you could be the the tenth or fifteenth athlete on the World Cup, is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> well, but, but you know what I mean. No, you know what I, I mean, right? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. It's you, a long way around for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's had, yeah. uh, he's had now his first career podium in the pursuit race. You know, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of how he got there, um, and he was looked just amazing in that race. He has four other top tens, so. Um, you know, he's just sort of getting better by the weekend and just really making it difficult for, for Norway to, to figure out what they're going to do. Cause they, they kind mm-hmm. of played around with it a little bit this week, taking all seven to, to Switzerland. Yeah. And I think, uh, Surum, uh, did not race the sprint or the pursuit. He was going to line up for the mass start. Anyway, Norway ends up with six regardless because of Sterla. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see what they do in January. So the interesting thing is, so he was, what, 24 seconds behind at the finish line? Mm-hmm. Um, so he lost 16, yeah, 16 seconds on the range, roughly, uh, on shooting time compared to Johannes Stingesbo. So it would have been again? only eight. So when he dropped his magazine and the yeah. whole thing? Yeah, that shooting time was thirty eight point nine, where Bo at twenty two point nine. Wow! So he would have been even, clo- well, assuming that you know he would have sure, yeah, uh, maybe even shot all five, then it would have been even better. But um, he uh, almost shot himself in the foot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and here's the really difficult thing because whoever goes back, right? Whoever goes back to the IBU Cup. Uh, Norway currently has five of the top mm. six men on the IBU cup. So, yeah, I saw that. so you go back and like, are you even going to be able to, I don't know. It's just hard. You know, you, you feel bad for it's whoever just, has to go back. And I keep bringing up the Dutch speed yeah. skating, but yeah. you know, where, where one nation doesn't know what to do with all their athletes and other nations yeah. are offering like a free scholarship if they just take out biathlon to see if they you know right. can make it to the team setting. I, know. I, yeah. I I wish that you could even enter the Norwegian IBU Cup relay team and and just to see what uh-huh. they would do. I, I, they might actually make the podium. Yeah. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Um uh, I mean this this 
since we're on the topic of the Norwegian men, I mean, they, they've really taken over. Uh, I don't think anybody's too surprised, but they have five of the top six on the IBU cup and they have six of the top seven on the world cup. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's just sort of gotten to the point of absurdity. And that with, uh, was it the sprint or the pursuit where there was four Germans in the top uh-huh. six? Yeah. The sprint. I was going to mention that. So it was really nice yeah. to see because they'd sort of fallen off a little bit since Sweden, but yeah. Uh, well, I great... remember, so I actually talked to, uh, um, Philip Horn in Canmore on the mm-hmm. IBU Cup. And he, he did quite well there, but I, I do, re- I remember when I saw him because I recognize him because he's, he's been around for a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, I wonder if he's kind of demoted and on his way out of the team or something. And now, you know, next season comes back and gets a chance and gets fourth in the, was it sprint? Yep. Fourth in the sprint. Yep. yep. Yeah. And seventh about, in, the, in the pursuit. So mm-hmm. how about, how about Benny Dole? Yeah. What a race. I love it. Unbelievable. He just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. I, you know, and, and, and I, it sounds like he has talked about this year being his last, uh, but I mean, he's got to win each of the last few years. And, um, Really, I mean, last year you could argue was was his best uh, in yeah. in some ways, uh, but he um, he looks he obviously didn't didn't perform at his at his top the the rest of the weekend, but that sprint race was was pretty phenomenal. I know. I think maybe it just plays a role that he's like, yeah, I can still do it once or twice, but yeah, you know, just can't do it for the whole season anymore. Yeah, I, it's totally worth it to see it once or twice. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And talk about, you know, you talk about uh, Justine Brisa-Boucher being so excited about Orwin, and he still has that, right? That childish <laughs> yes. look of happiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I think he and he and, and JT both left the range pretty close with, with times that were pretty close together. And, then, you know, in my head, I was like, ah, you know, good job, Dole, but JT is going to track you down. Yeah, that's pretty nice. He held him off there in that last lap. Obviously, oh, it's yeah. a sprint, so they weren't head-to-head, but... Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I think he was... Uh, Let's see here. Fastest Dull was only 14 seconds slower over the whole race compared to JT Bow. Not bad. Yeah. No. Nah. I yeah. It just made, it made me happy to see it. I, I I enjoy it when these guys are are able to dial it up. You know, and, mm-hmm. and do it. Just, and, and I'm projecting, but I'm I'm assuming we're going to see a whole lot more of JT Bow winning races going forward. Uh, but so Possible. it'll just be even even more precious that we're going to see these guys. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Challenge him, you know. One guy that I really want to see win a race this year is is Dalla. Um, hmm. Right, I just yeah. he's he's getting close, and and I just I appreciate his story of after getting demoted a couple of years ago, coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope he gets there. I liked uh, how he was skiing with Tarie today, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> everybody was like, "Okay, when is he going to go?" But you I still know. have to do it, and I mean, Tarie yeah. is not a slouch by any means, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he did it. But, uh, yeah. 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 That was fun. I, I'm still curious with the Skevdal added to his name. I mean, it must yeah, be cool. by marriage, but uh, yeah. I just you never heard that, that very much. Before. No. Yeah. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about I just looked up Dole. Yeah. Sorry. 299, 299 World Cup races, five wins. So, you know, nice. I'm sure so he's going to go over 300. Oh, sorry. 236 individual races and yeah. 60 
63 team events, but yeah, five well, individual it, races. So he'll, he'll go over 300 in Germany when we, I think we start yep. back in overhaul, right? Yeah. So yeah. And nice. then group holding. So yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Right. Hopefully you can have some good races there. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say on the women's side, we, we, we mentioned uh, Justine BB and um, I'm just going to find new ways to say her name. And, uh, but also, you know, I thought it was, it was interesting. You could sort of see the, um, the, the, what did, I, what did you say? The, the cream rising to the top, whatever the, mm-hmm. the saying is, but with it's, it felt like in every race you had the same group of women, you had Simone, you know, looking more like Julia Simone, Elvira looking a lot like Elvira, uh, mm-hmm. Vitazzi was up there. Poitza was up there. Tangerville definitely started to fade a little bit. Um, you know, I think that how many she had what five or six penalty loops in the pursuit i think maybe that <laughs> wore her down in that race but, yeah but but those women were all in in their battling and it's kind of it's going to be fun to watch them kind of come together but it was nice to see everybody everybody up there yeah and then you know the norwegian team that at the start of the season we were like what's coming behind our mm-hmm. young ones picking up mm-hmm. uh all of a sudden skogan yeah Mm-hmm. comes up and gets third place in the in the pursuit mm-hmm. just, you know six and sprint was already flower ceremony i think for the first time and mm-hmm. does a pretty darn good uh pursuit race so um and then our our good friend claire egan pointed this out and uh you know it doesn't happen that often but uh elvira dear, dear and Irwin. Ha- oh, oh no, no no i'd say elvira and hannah were were on the podium at the yeah. on the same day that uh jt and taria were on the podium so yeah, uh, a couple of siblings and a good good race to the to the finish line for yeah because Elvira was how far <laughs> do you remember how far she was behind Hannah? I'm actually pulling it up right now. Oh, okay, yeah. so um, she yeah, was, it was, it was fun to see. Yeah, so Elvira was leaving the five seconds back, leaving the range. Hmm. Yep, caught up. They skied together for a little bit, and then Elvira said, "Hey, I'll see you later." Yeah. And it was, like her, yeah. did you catch this? Right. So they were on, uh, she pulled away on a slope and, uh, Anna just sort of looked over at her like, really? Like, you're just going to go by <laughs> me like that. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, 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 you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to, how many times do you think she's seen that happen in her life? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder if, uh, if she was always the faster one, Elvira or that just kind of happened over time that she just started beating him more often, but that's uh, a good question. Sorry. I, I interrupted you. No, for skiing. I'm just every time, um, it becomes a, a weekly thing, but Lampage, I know, you know, in the sprint, yeah. uh, four misses, still 14 seconds faster than, uh, Justine. Yeah. I think with the pursuit, Oh, what'd she do? Again, the, it's just incredible how much faster she is, even if she skis so many more meters. Um, On the penalty, yeah. Yeah. Like Lampich on the last start today, six misses. If you shoot six misses, you, you think you're kind of happy to be allowed to cross the finish line. She comes in 16th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six misses should put you in 30th. 30th out of 30. Yeah. No, sixteenth. Sixteenth. <laughs> oh, that's and so be with so all those, you know, meters extra. Uh, I yeah. forgot how much. Did Elvira have one or two misses? Uh, Elvira had two misses. 
Yeah. So that's another 600 meters. Yeah, uh, it's gotta be. I just find it incredible. If, right. if she, man, if she gets the shooting on a control a bit better, but yeah. not at the expense of her speed, then. Yeah, good night. Um, um, I did want to shout out to somebody who was not on my radar, Ala Gilenko. I think it's I, from Moldavia, Moldavia, Romania, oh, perhaps. Oh, cool. And she was, and I just had it in front of me and now I lost it. I think she was the fastest shooter, yeah, on the women's sprint in 21-3 prone and 18-8 standing. Because I, you know, because the Canadians usually do well on the shooting speed. So I often check that and she was at the top of the list. Nice. So That's pretty cool. shout out to her. Um, yeah, we're sort of entering the uh, calling out the individual uh, performances that, that were kind of cool. Um, well, we got to we got to throw Deidre Irwin out there. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. 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 Eighth place. I'm surprised that, 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 that we've been chatting over 50 minutes and you haven't haven't mentioned it. Well, it's just, it was so... I thought you were going to start with it because she have. deserves Honestly, every... I should have. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's, uh, you know, Eighth place save the best for last. That's but... a hell of a race. Yeah. So, and clean and today. Did you see how... I... Was that? Clean today, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see how happy she was? Well, as she yeah. should be. I know it was Doesn't just like day. people. Yeah, but she was like just beside herself with happiness. So that's and now cool. think about how what this will do for the World Championships next year in Lenzerheide. Oh, to I come yeah. back to this place for the World Championships with with yeah. you know results like this. Well, you just hope she doesn't put too much on her. You know, well, she doesn't. Yeah, that she doesn't, always the risk, but yeah, but she's got to have like that confidence. Yeah, I mean, um, it's fair to say that that this place. Uh, likes her and she likes it yes yeah she had a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of fun with it um we saw some signs of life from the czech team hmm. like uh davidova and kirchmarch both had their first top tens of the year which was yeah i was happy to see davidova hopefully we're starting to yeah. to build towards uh world championships where they can perform well speaking of of you know performing in front Maybe of fans lobby, of so, yeah so hopefully, I know I, maybe that was the plan all along, but um, I can't imagine that that no top tens for both of them this far into the season was hmm. what they were hoping to see. So I was glad to see both of them uh, pop up. Um, and then I also had uh, Lavro uh, Plank, Planko, Planko, yeah, the Slovenian, young Nine Slovenian, thing. yeah, Nine pretty cool in sprint. Yeah. yeah, 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 that was super cool. Yeah, so I was really happy to see that. Um, and then, uh, David Zobel today, hmm. who, uh, he was seventh. And I think that almost all of the other Germans had, had top tens or good finishes and, and, uh, it was, it was his turn. So I was, I was happy to see him come through like that. Right. Um, Lynn Persson, per- oh, Persson, yeah. Persson yeah. stood out to me. Um, she's not really being super close to the top, but. She's definitely, definitely signs closer to the top uh, mm-hmm. than I've seen her before and see her more often. Uh, her name was in the mix. enjoyable because, yeah. Yeah. And she's just such a positive, fun character. So it's great to see that. Um, it's good to see Hofer, Lucas yeah. Hofer, mm-hmm. back. I mean, he's not 
you know, no podiums or, or flower ceremonies, but still he's, uh, he's in the loop and he's actually pretty fast. Um, he came, I looked up some shooting or uh, sorry, ski times and, um, he was, you know, not the top three, but, um, pretty good. And I also looked at the pursuit today, uh, yesterday, the men's and he was one, two, three, fifth in the isolated time for the pursuit. Oh, nice. So, and then I also, uh, for the women, it was folk, Simon, Davidova, and then per- Lynn Persian. Yeah. Um, uh, I also, uh, and Heike Gross, eighth, despite four misses. Uh, oh, and, and, and you could feel how much she wanted it right in front of those home fans. So that was, that was fun. But she, I, I thought she dealt it really well with the crowd. Yeah. I Just, thought so too. You know, acknowledging it and feeding off it and, and she didn't seem too stressed about it. No, um, no, she did. And with it the was, shooting, it worked. It worked good. And, um, Tuli to Tomingas from Estonia. Yes, had a couple of eleventh yep. place finishes this week in the sprint and the mass start. That was nice to see. Um, and uh, Florent Claude uh, was tenth mm-hmm. in the sprint, thirteenth in the pursuit, and those were actually like his fifth. Fifth best overall finish, I think, was the twelfth place. He's was, been so. having a good season. Yeah, so it was nice to see. Um, so happy, happy for him. There's one name though that we haven't mentioned yet, and we're we're coming up on an hour, and I think we should. We mentioned his doppelganger already. Nicholas Hartbeg came back. Yes, and he looked yes. good. Right, so it wasn't like and- overwhelming, but he looked good. Yeah, and he uh, he had one of the fastest shooting times. Um, not today, but one of the earlier races. So that was good to see. Um, and you know, Stalder has been doing pretty good. So it's nice to see both of them, uh, climb the ladder a bit. Yeah. 11th, 12th and 15th for Hartweg. So yeah, he's getting, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And update on the blue bib. Cause that was so tight last year. Jacamel, uh, is leading it right now with 228 Perot, uh, 199, and, and Hartveg with his, his first points. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I mean, not his first points, but uh, he's at 95. So he's got a little ways to go. But a pretty solid season, eh, Giacomo? Giacomo, yeah. Yep. 13th. 13th in the overall right now. But yeah, it's it. I felt I felt hard, bad for him. I'm really glad that Hartveg came back. And, and in Switzerland, I didn't realize how much his family had to do with getting biathlon the to come like the world cup to come to switzerland so apparently they've, oh. they've played a big role too so um okay. yeah and they he didn't didn't say anything else about it in the interview but yeah it's pretty must i know have meant, must have meant a, a super super mod to him yeah well maybe now the maybe he was a little uh too stressed for the lenser Heide world cup and now he can oh, let yeah. it glide off his shoulders and then uh man i hope so uh, have an, a stunning rest of the season um I wanted to shout out uh, to Adam Runnels and Nadia Moser. Oh, good. Yeah. Qualifying for the pursuits. Yeah. Uh, Christian Gao missed it by two spots, unfortunately. And also on the Canadian side, um, there was a number of um, athletes, Canadian athletes racing on the IBU Cup in Shushun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where um, fortunately Paradis wasn't able to uh, repeat her success, but, oh, uh, yeah. you know. She still got in 28th in the, in the mass start, 60. Pfeiffer in the 23rd and Dixon in 26th. 
but I also wanted to shout out uh, Trevor Kears, who in the pursuit got in 19th, but actually had the eighth isolated time. So that's a nice impressive result there. That's really cool. And then I had one more stat to uh, give you something to ponder until our next episode. Okay. But it, well, I don't know if, did you have anything else that you wanted to? Uh... Yeah. So you were talking about IBU cup. Um, I, I, so uh, Ida Lean uh, was on the Norwegian team yeah. for a couple of years, fell on some hard times with some bad shooting, but she got a second place in the pursuit on the nice. IBU cup and then a third place in the mass 60. So uh, signs of life there. And, and I know mm. there's at least one person on, on Twitter who's going to be very happy about that. So, um, yes. yes. But, so I, I, I was really happy to see it. Um, also though, I wanted to mention uh, Julia uh, Tonheimer. She's a German woman, uh, woman. She's a girl. She was born in 2005. Like she's quite young. <laughs> anyway, she won the mass 60 and uh, she is, Looking like she has all the talents in the world. So um, I just probably a matter of time until she gets to the, um, until she gets to the, to the world cup. Although mm-hmm. I guess she's got to find a spot, right? Cause the yes. German woman yeah, have been competing pretty well. Um, and Do you then happen also, to know what happened to Lotte Lee? I think she got she, sick. She had I think, it, didn't. Oh, sick as well. She, I think okay. she got sick at the end of last week and then missed this weekend. Okay. Sorry. Um, to interrupt. Oh, and then the last thing I was going to say is that, uh, the the French women have three of the top six. We, we've talked about the Norwegian men dominating mm-hmm. on the IBU Cup, but the French women have three of the top six. So even more young, and they're all young too. They're they're all like 2004, 2005 uh, birth years. Um, hmm. So uh, maybe 2002, excuse me. Yeah, 21 years old. So yeah, getting up there. Um, anyway, so lots of lots of young talent coming up. Excited about it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, man, that was one more thing. I have some stats here. Oh, I was going to say, make sure you read the Biathlon Insider because I yes, uh, was happy to uh, do some work for them again. Um, but the stat that I wanted to mention, I'm going to name you shooting percentages. And you okay. have to guess who it is. Um, overall, eighty. You have to guess who it is. They're like three percent, fifty people, twenty-eight. Um, prone eighty-seven five and thirty-second. And standing eighty five percent twenty seventh. Man or woman? And for the for the total, I'm going to give you a hint. He is is the fourth Austrian in total shooting percentage, fourth in prone, and second in standing percentage. The fourth. Yeah. I don't know if I can fourth. name four Austrians on the World Cup right now. Well, I'll give you an easy hint. Name yeah. one that jumps to your yeah, Ader. Yeah. Could you He's believe the fourth? it? Fourth? No, 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 not in a million years. I and and only because eighty six point twenty five two five percent for total shooting. Are you serious? Eighty seven and a half for prone and eighty five for sh- for stand. What happened to our man? Uh, I have no idea. I I was looking at it. I'm like, I, I that can't be right. Like I I knew that I had seen him make some misses. Right? It's not yeah. like. Yeah. Zero, 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 yeah. zero. <laughs> so I noticed that there was a, a few more misses than, than you would expect, but. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say other Austrians, I was going to say were uh, Felix Leitner and, and, um, and Leitner's uh, actually pretty high up. David Komatz. Uh, those are my, my two. I think there are a couple younger guys that I can't name them off the top of my head. 
Yeah, o- Oberegger, I think. I think he might be the guy that was in Dakar with me with... Uh, that's um, wild. That's still the craziest uh, story of that, of that weekend. <laughs> um, isn't, um, isn't there like a Unterweger or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so... Let's... So he shot... I'm talking about Ader here. 75, 90, 95, 80, 90, 100, 95, 100. Oh, this is already Oslo. So this year it was 90, 80, 95, 90, 75. 75. That really took him down. Like three misses in prone. Oh, that feels like that's odd. Yeah. I, I, it makes you think like somebody been tampering with his rifle. <laughs> no, I'm laughing. <laughs> no. But I'm laughing, but I, yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Wow. Did he fall? Like I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know because I'm I'm looking at his, uh, for example, prone. The like so we had Lenzer Heide, and before that it was 2018, 2014, 2008. He had once in 21 that he shot, shot uh, that low. Yeah, no. So I don't know what's just having a rough start, but and I mean you know it's not the worst numbers, but for Simonator it's. Uh, Surprising. Anyway, that was all I had. All I hope wrote. that, uh, yeah, I hope that turns around fast because mm-hmm. I, I just don't want him to. And he was sick too, right? So I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just because he's still uh, almost every race. He's one of the fastest shooters, so Good. not slowing him down. Good. Just, can't have that. Yeah, the hitting the targets is a bit of a bigger issue. <laughs> so. Um, You'll be listening to this hopefully on Monday or Tuesday. Um, listen whenever you want, right? You got you got weeks yeah. until the next next race, so get plenty so of time. Kind. You're but, so um, kind, not to yeah. tell people when to listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what I was saying though is that uh, we will be releasing another episode later this week. We were uh, joined by this is the only hint I'm going to give by a head coach of one of the teams um, uh, just uh, this past week, and uh, we had a really good. Really of not the same nation that the coach is from. Nope. I'll give nope. that as a hint. Yes. Yeah. So that'll, that'll cut it down just a little bit. So obviously it's Ziggy <laughs> yeah. Mazay. And um, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and um, yeah. So uh, that'll come out. And then we'll also be recording another episode to sort of give our, our general thoughts on the first trimester. Because uh, if we did that tonight, we would have been recording until well after midnight my time. I just didn't really want to do <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. Um, anything else? That was Thanks it. to all the listeners. Like we've uh, oh, yeah. we've gotten back and even improved on our numbers from last year, and uh, we really, oh, yeah. really appreciate yeah. that. So uh, thank you for everyone who's sticking with us and uh, hopefully enjoying our babbling on. So, uh, uh, and I will say this with all seriousness: like, reach out to us. Like we always want to chat. If you have any questions, comments, if you want to correct us on something, like I'm always happy to be corrected. So. Yeah. Please but do. you might, it's better to reach out to Jordan because he, he keeps track of his social media a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, that's because my phone is unfortunately Velcroed to my hand. Um, mm. And I need to be better about that. So uh, resolution yeah. of the new year. All right. We'll cut it here. So where are we going to put the hymn in? Uh, we'll yeah. put it. <laughs> Maybe right, right now. Well, yeah, right now. That'll be our, that'll be our <laughs> outro.
Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay take care, man. Bye.